Used to keep it cool, used to be a fool All about the bounce in my step Watch it on the news, what you gonna do? I could hit refresh and forget Used to keep it cool Todd, what's your favorite holiday? My favorite holiday is, boy, oh boy, that's a tough one. There's a couple there. When you look outside the window, I'll get, I'm stuck between, do I go turkey or presents? Well, my favorite holiday is National Signing Day, which, oh. what a coincidence, today is National Signing Day. Wow. <laughs> it's have, you, the, uh, have you been on Twitter, or has it just popped up in your Google calendar? Oh, this is the initial signing date for all athletes who want to play in NCAA athletics. So we've been on Twitter looking at a bunch of hockey commits inking their name to contracts inking. we'll get in we'll get into that in a few minutes welcome to her ice season two episode two i am peter adi here with my gracious host todd hauck and i'm trying to keep a level voice so that we don't break the microphones well while we keep that calm voice we'd like to tell you a little quick about what, what her ice is if this is your first time uh welcome aboard uh her ice is as a podcast that we started last year and we like to discuss topics which focus on Minnesota girls high school hockey. Woo. We chat about players' games, hot topics, and anything related to the coolest game on the earth. We are broadcasting and podcasting, I'm sorry, from Studio 1A <laughs> at the YHH Home Office in Bloomington, Minnesota. Uh, Her Ice is sp- probably sponsored by Sniper's Edge today. Um, Sniper's Edge is a great shooting tarps, uh, which are designed for tough impact. Uh, there are also regulation size. You can take regulation size pucks and slap shots from any magnitude. Uh, they easily can be used inside, outside. Can easily be rolled up and stored with one person alone. They're safe for garages, basements, dryland, wall, wall, drywall friendly. Any place you want to go, hotel rooms doesn't even leave a mark <laughs> in the wall. So hey, get your kids off their electronics and pick up their sticks and get a. Sniper's Edge Shooting Tarp today. So for more information, please visit snipersedgehockey.com, and they'll tell you where to go from there. And if you're an adult just trying to get a bit of an edge in your beer league, Sniper's Edge could be for you, Todd. Oh, you're right. That was a great thought in my head. Hey, since we've opened up with uh, some great uh, information about how to up your game, let's talk about some games that let's the, dive in. the players um, had some really epic games uh, even though we're just cracking the surface of the season, we did have a couple good games that we're going to share with you. These are four games that we either were at. Tony, I mean, uh, well, Tony was there too. <laughs> so was Peter. And then a couple of the games that uh, we want to tell you about that kind of a big one. So let's start off with that big tilt last week, the Daytona 500 of girls hockey that Peter Odney was at, Andover versus E. Dinah. Number one and number two. We saw this last year, though. So Andover was ranked number two, I believe, number two or number three last year. They beat number one Edina, and then Edina went on to win the state title. But for right now, Andover reigns supreme at number one with a one nothing win over Edina. I thought goaltender Amanda Pelkey played really well in this game. She picks up the shutout, quashing any concerns that there might be some drop off after the graduation of Cassidy Stumo. The Huskies definitely the better team. Uh, physically, they outmuscled the Hornets all over the ice for two and a half periods. Had a little bit of a letdown in the third, but that's what happens when you roll two lines for you know 80% of the game. Correct. And it is also first game of season, so you can practice, practice, practice all you want. But until you finally get that first game under the belt, you're still not going to have your true ice legs, no matter how much Correct. Ice. So kudos, because it's it's kind of like, I want to say like everything like that. It almost This one kind of looked like a baseball game where 
early in the season, it's always defense always looks better than offense. True. Once you get to timing down. But um, but still, you got number one versus number two. 25 saves by Amanda Pelkey. That's impressive on her side to shut down the Hornets. Uh, another impressive game that we want to tell you about real quick is going to be uh, actually just happened last night. Um, a tilt between two big teams, which are one's already been up there, Breck, and one slowly rising to hopefully be where Breck is right now. I don't so, know if they're slowly rising anymore. Well, they were slowly until last night. Well, <laughs> the reason I say slowly is because they were up there. But anyway, uh, enough with the puns. But Benilde St. Margaret beat Breck 6-3 last night. Uh, the couple of key players in that game was Olivia Hogg, who had, I hope I say that, with the two A's. Hag. Hag, Hag, Hogg. I'll say Hogg. I'll say Hag. You say Hogg. One of us okay. will be correct. You say one t- potato. I say potato. <laughs> but anyway, she had a goal and two assists. So that was a, a big game for her, um, as well as uh, – on the other side of it, too, um, Breck had, you know, Olivia, um, not Olivia, uh, Zumblink, oh, my brain just turned Emily. Out. Emily. Um, she had a goal last night, and Allie Qualley for Breck, she had two assists. But it came down to just Benilde uh, having more scores and with Olivia having a great game. Uh, so that one, and that was where me and Peter were kind of back and forth. We can take about 30 seconds to decide how to read that score. Is it that Benilde can put a feather in their cap, says, we have a quality win to get our season going, or is it Breck going, oh, boy? What do you think, Toddler? I want to go on the feather side because I think Breck, you know, each game You're a glass-half-full kind of guy. I am that way. You can look at the Adana game, for example, it's like, oh, my gosh, they got beat by Andover. But who beat them? So Adana knows you're going to bounce back. I know Breck is going to bounce back because they still have a lot of good weapons on that team. But I think for Benel to have a good quality win, I think that's where they're going to jump. And the fact that it was on the road as well for BSM. So that's going to even be more of a feather, I think, for them to build confidence and as they roll through the season. Your uh, thoughts? Okay, I'll take the opposite approach. I'll say this is cause for worry for Breck. Not so much that they lost, but the fact that they gave up four goals in the second period, but that, that tells me that's a systemic breakdown. And giving up six goals in any game, not a great sign. And it looked like this game got really physical. There's a checking for behind game misconduct. If you are trailing a team, you cannot become so undisciplined that one of your best players gets a game misconduct and a five-minute power play for Benilde. That is why it's concerning for me for Breck. Gotcha. Well, again, I think you're going to see either either one's going to keep on going or one's going to bounce back. So I think that's where I think Benilde has no place to go except up. I don't think they're going to go back down. So I think it's just going to continue to be good for them. And I mean, I don't think this torpedoes Breck's season at all, no. but I think that it raises a couple of questions. That's what you do. You play a couple games, and then you see what I can fix and what needs to be worked on. Nobody's going to be perfect. We want to be perfect, but, you know, that's the, the thing. These are teenage kids, and every night is not going to always be the best game you're going to have. So all you can do is learn from it and move forward. I stop think you, stop using fine. logic. I am. I know. Well, this is the land of hot takes. I'm keeping, remember, we're keeping our voice calm. I'm going to struggle with that so I much. I'm, wa- I'm watching the volume hey, bars right now. Speaking of keeping calm, let's talk about another big game that you were actually last night. It was nice. Calm game, those guys' ups and downs was the uh, Hill Murray Holy Family game, the I was Green there. Machine or Green Cup, if you would. I was there. It was the Green Cup. Uh, kind of a scary moment in this game, too. Ava Stinnett from Hill Murray, I believe it was Ava Stinnett, uh, went down hard. She lay on the ice for a little for a little while. It was, I've never heard Aldrich Arena that quiet before, which was a little disconcerting, but she was back out a couple of shifts later, so maybe She's it was just player. the loud noise that scared everybody. Uh, Holy Family can bring it. They're young. I think they had a couple of slow starts and a couple of periods that allowed Hillmarie to get on the board early. They scored something like 30 seconds into the game. But uh, I was impressed with Holy Family. I was impressed with Hillmarie, too. That first line when they're clicking, led by Nina Steigauf, who proved that she's 
just on another planet from everybody else. They prove they can hang with anybody. I think depth is a little bit of a question with Hill Murray, but like you just said, it's early in the season. We've got a lot to iron out. We can. I, I got my iron plugged in right now, so we'll see if I get some <laughs> of those wrinkles out. Hey, one more game I, I kind of want to mention was a game that happened last night. And I, do we say it's an upset? I think a little bit of an upset, but again, when it's early season, you kind of want to see how it goes. But anyway, um, so this one was the uh, Cloquet uh, victory over uh, Proctor Herman by the score of 4-2. to two. This was on Thursday. So That's again, a spicy upset. On the uh, Daytona 500 day. Um, I think the big piece to pull from it was that it was basically a tale of, of two, I don't say two halves. Uh, the Lumberjills came out four <laughs> goals in the first period, so they came trouncing right off the start. And then Proctor Hermantown got two back, but they just couldn't get all the way back. So um, so kudos to uh, the defense at the very end where, you know, uh, Carlton, um, Cloquet, Esco, Carlton came through at the very end. Uh, their goalie, I uh, hope I'm saying this right, Araya. Uh, Kaminsky, she had seven, 19 saves on the game, so she might have gave up a couple goals in the third period, but she was uh, she held tight at the very end. So that was, and again, um, you Peter had Proctor Hermantown ranked number three in single A, so a little bit of a tumble for them, and coming against a team that are they on the rise? Maybe, maybe not. Maybe it's just a good night for them. I think Cloquet's got a solid squad. They're kind of young. I believe their goaltender is a freshman. They have a nice uh, a nice first line with Kiana Bender, and Taylor Nelson's a good player. Proctor Hermantown just got into a hole early on this one. Four goals, give it up in the first period. Uh, unfortunately, goaltender Abby Pajari, I wonder if it's a soft J, Abby Pajari, um, it says she played 51 minutes on the girls' hockey website. I believe that is completely incorrect. I think she got pulled after the third goal, and Vivi Helquist made 20 saves yeah. to you know go the, the rest of the distance, the distance for Proctor so. Hermantown. Yeah, when I saw that too, I'm like, 20 for 20, but you didn't play any minutes. Right. I, that's that's a heck of a game for Vivi Helquist. That's amazing. That's <laughs> You're stopping so, with your mind. <laughs> Cloquet will be a team to keep an eye on down the road. They'll make some noise in Section 7. No, I, I agree with you. So, but still, um, a good game to keep an eye on. So that's always one of those first ones off the guitar. So we've talked about some of the games this week uh, since last time we chatted with you. They were good. Now let's talk about some players with some really good games. Now, mind you, you're going to hear the word Blake a couple times in this program. Let's start off right off the get-go with the gal that's leading the state in points, um, Lily DeLandis. Who is that? Lily DeLandis who? is who I'm going to mention. One more time? Lily DeLandis. Never heard remember, of her. Don't say the I. The I think is <laughs> silent or it jams together. So Lily plays for uh, uh, the Blake School. The Blake she School. She's committed to uh, Cornell. She's a senior. She's had two monster games to start off the season. Uh, the first game, uh, she had six assists in, in addition to a goal. And then uh, so basically her two-game total has been four goals and seven assists. So, yes, Blake is number one. Yes, Blake is really tough. Blake's going to get a lot of goals scored, but you know they've uh, they've won their games seven three and nine three, so they have definitely charged up their goals. Obviously, you can uh, with her as well as our number two star uh, that I want to shout about, which is Audrey Weatherington. When you can put up four, five, six goals, your goalie can give up three, and you're going to be safe. So, but anyway, uh, kudos to Lily on a, on a great start to her season so far. Another guy we want to talk about. Oh, you have a question? Oh, there's I a question. Do have a Back question. Row. Professor. Back row or front row now? I'm looking at you. Just call me, uh, just call me on, on even footing here. Uh, with those seven assists, DeLandis is now over 100 for her high school career. Wow. Nice job. Nice Congratulations. job. Congratulations. Very good. Well, and then obviously some of those sisters are going to her, one of her line mates, 
I believe it would be aligned. It would make sure they're in the same. It would make sense since their scores are. I'd have to probably go see him first. I would say so. But anyway, so Audrey Weatherington. Um, so Maddie's sister, who's a senior this year, uh, she got a four-goal uh, game herself uh, last night in their win over South St. Um, Paul United. <laughs> Um, so she had a four goal, so that's a Texas hat trick for Audrey. So she's starting off the season uh, with a bang. Uh, she is a Minnesota commit. She's going to come go join her sister. A Wethington going to the University of Minnesota. My double, oh my. Double Wethington. Yeah. I'm shocked. Um, so let's get a couple gals. And this is my favorite part about this show is where we talk about players that you're going, oh, that's pretty cool. First of all, first cool gal I want to talk about is a, a gal by the name of Sarah uh, Dravis from Lourdes. She had a really good game. Uh, they beat uh, Lures beat uh, Red Wing eleven nothing last Friday, but the big thing for Sarah is she had a four goal game. So another Texas hat trick for Sarah. So uh, it's always kind of cool when I know Yeehaw. it's eleven nothing game, but she was able to put the biscuit in the basket four to four times. And another guy I want to mention too that also had a Texas hat trick. She had one on Friday night, Saturday night. I'm sorry, was Nicole McCabe from Minnesota River which made it to state last year in the singles, so that's very exciting for them. She had a four-goal night again on Friday and a 9-1 victory over Morris Benson. So nice to have some gals who are getting some early season success and not teams that we have seen on a daily, weekly basis. They went to state last year? Minnesota River? Oh, baby, they were in the – oh, no, it was the boys. I'm sorry, my brain. <laughs> Remember the ride the Minnesota River was on? All right. Didn't say it was perfect. It's all right. They um – no, nope, they didn't. They didn't make it out of the quarterfinals. It's okay. It is. The, the boys' season is on its way. All right. Enough about that. Nicole McCabe, good job. Four goals. Keep up the good work. Thumbs up. All right. Um, so this week's coming up. We got some dandies coming up this week. Now, mind you, we have a lot of teams who are just getting a couple games underneath the belt. They haven't played a lot. Actually, one of our teams we're going to chat about real quick has got zero games on the board. So this will be their first matchup of the season. But in the early season, we will talk about some of the games which are coming up. We have two big ones coming up this Friday. Uh, Blake is traveling to the pick, the Plymouth Ice. This is a good game. Center and playing against Wyzetta. Two two and old teams. Duffy uh, ones to watch. Which one of those two would you like to think is going to win or be victorious? I would take Blake. I think this is going to be a game that I'm going to go to. It's just too good to pass up. But I think Blake, uh, Blake's got the edge. I would have to say Blake as well. As much as I want to go upset here, um, just because I think Blake does have a few more weapons on their team. And I'm looking, you know, I'm not wanting to go like we just talked, like we said last week, we like to mention a couple gals that do have that, that commitment because we want to give them kudos. They've made the sacrifice. They have this talent that they're there. But, again, it's on paper, and it looks really good that you're a commit, but you still got to show and perform on the ice. And so far, obviously, with DeLandis and Weatherington, they've showed so far in the early season that they are – Real Deal Holyfield. So, uh, Real I'll, Deal Holyfield. I like that you one. You ever heard that one? That's a good one. I miss Evander Holyfield, uh, man. I'm sure you do. Another big one's coming up, too, is going to be on Friday night. It's going to be those, uh, probably the new number one Andover, is going to yeah. go traveling to uh, St. Louis Park at the at the rec, and they're going to play Benilde St. Margaret. So that should be a good matchup. Again, uh, as we said, Benilde's on the way up. Are they ready or up there? Are they slowly getting better? And they got the one big win, and now <laughs> – they turn around and they got Andover into town. So, what are your thoughts about that one? Let's not get crazy. I'm going to take Andover in this one. Gosh. I will say though that if Benilde keeps it within one goal or two goals with an empty netter or wins the game, then it's safe to say that Benilde has arrived. I don't think it's going to happen. But I will say it's. I'm going to take Andover in this game, not because I'm copying you, but the only difference would be if say they've got maybe 
if these two teams were meeting, say, game 10, game 11 this season, and they had very similar records where they only had one or zero losses, then I think would maybe give the edge to Benil because they've had a few more games to really solidify those top lines. So right now I think it's early. A game that they won was fun last night for them to beat Breck, but Andover's going to be a little different test. Uh, another one is, that's coming up, and it's actually one of uh, – is Blake again. They're going to be hosting Benil uh, – not Benil. <laughs> Brainerd Little Falls is coming to town. So that should be a good matchup, especially for Brainerd Little Falls, getting that preseason non-conference or non-division game for them. Gives some good experience against some high-quality teams. They're not going to be in the greater area that where they play. So your thoughts about that one? Blake, not overthinking this one either. No, I, I think that's pretty fair. Not, not that I don't love Benilde, and they do have the new <laughs> coach. Well, it would be a good test for him and see what the gals got. But I think that's going to be Blake written over. This one I think is a little different. So then Saturday night – World comes down to the season and plays at Minnetonka. Ooh, that's gonna be a that's gonna be a Jim Dandy to the rescue. The the Tony Scott while we were on the phone last night did tell me that there's an eighty percent chance that I'm gonna be broadcasting this game. Mm. So this is another game that YHH will be super present at. Juicy. Looking forward to it. Oh my goodness, who do you like ahead? I don't think I can make a prediction if I'm broadcasting the game. Oh. That might skew the broadcast. You're, -bro you're going to be biased in the Yeah, broadcast? I'm not going to do that one. I will abstain. I, Who do this, you got? <laughs> I, you know what? I'm going to go with the upset. And I, I say upset just because World has only had one game underneath their belt, and it wasn't – I don't remember. I don't think it was a very challenging game for them. No. But uh, Minnetonka is going to be tough, and so I think it's going to be World's first real tough of the season. Uh, Challenge of the season, so I'm gonna give the tip to uh, World. I'll say it's a two-one World. So I'm gonna go two to one World. Two-one. Yeah, nice. World in their first game beat Detroit Lakes thirteen rip. So not super challenging. Yeah. Be something different. All right, let me skate through these last two real quick because I know we're we're getting close on our our time here. Uh, Breck travels to Proctor, Hermantown on Saturday night. Both teams are one and one. Both have uh, kind of started off not as hot as they wanted to, so I think that's gonna be a good matchup for both teams, rebounding from either losses or. They are both actually coming back from losses. And then the team that's, uh, that we loved last year was uh, North Wright County. Uh, now that they are in the Lake Conference, stepping it up big time, uh, they are traveling to Maple Grove on Saturday night and playing a Maple Grove team who is 1-0-1. They tied YZ at the very beginning of the season, and they had a big win. Uh, I think it was yesterday or on Saturday night. So that would be a good tilt for both those teams. Uh, pretty, I think they're both evenly matched. I think those are going to be both games there. Very good. All right. All right. Well, it's time for us to face off. We got a topic that uh, jumped at us because. Wait, wait, wait. Who do you got, Breck or Hermantown? Oh, we want to go with that. Who do you got, Breck or Proctor Hermantown? Uh, bum, 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 bum. I'll take home team. I'll take, I'll take Proctor. I'll okay, take Proctor. I'll take Breck and Northright County Maple Grove. Who you got? Uh, that won't take. I'll take MG because they already have played once or twice. All right, I'm finna days. take Northright County. Okay. Let me just physically jot that down. I'm glad you said that. I was we like we got to hang on to the standings for the end of the year. Right, we do. Hey, what does the winner get? Uh, the winner will get um, – that's a really good question. We'll have to talk to Tony and see what the budget is going to allow us to it's do. probably a soda from the vending machine. No, no, no. Just make sure and bring dollar <laughs> bills because it takes your quarters. <laughs> All right, let's True. face off. Let's talk about a subject that uh, has come up and actually got um, – spurred by some conversation here in the office before we got done before we went on our cast and um with the national letter of intent today um peter i think we've talked a little bit about your thoughts but we want the listeners to kind of get a real feel about um your thoughts about 
players signing their national letter of intent today or hanging on a little bit, having a great season, and maybe having a, I won't say better offer, but a bigger school offer? That's a better way to phrase you could, it. You could say a better offer. I think that a lot of these scholarships, especially in hockey, it's not – whenever people think of scholarship, it's like, oh, you get a full ride. No, no. Most kids are on a percentage-based scholarship. So if you did not want to sign on the initial signing date, which is today, then the final signing date is August 1st. 2020. If you neglected to sign today, then if you go ahead and you score, you know, 100 points, 50 points, whatever, maybe that opens up a better Division One offer. Maybe it opens up more percentage points from your current offer. I think it all depends on the kid, but I think that it goes both ways. I think schools that have verbal commitments from players indirectly or directly pressure those players to sign on initial signing day. And then I think some of those players who just want to get it out of the way, they'll sign, they sign today. Or players who aren't certain that their offers are going to be there at the end of the season are signing today. That's not a knock on the kids signing today. It's just a fact of life. No, it is. And my, my train of thought would be like, oh, my gosh, there's a, there's a school that wants you. And there might be other schools that wanted you. Say school A, school B, school C. You decided to go with school A, right? And you're staying lead. You know, uh, they're locking in their best offer before there's in. a chance to lose it. Exactly. So, you know, um, I think a lot of kids are they're looking at like I don't know if I'm gonna get another offer, and so yep. they have to sign on the side of caution. But again, it's it's a D1 opportunity. They take the one that's there, and you you run with it. It doesn't make a difference what sport you are. I'm sure there's some other sports that maybe be like, well, I'm just gonna hold up. I bet you hockey probably has more. I'm a guessing man. I get they would have more today signings than they're going to have that last day signings. Mm -hmm. And that would be an interesting study because it would vary so much between boys and girls. I think it would. I think it would. Between boys, girls, and sports, I think it would be a big difference. The only other sport that has an initial signing date today is Division One basketball. Early period. I saw some track and field signs today because they had the whole school picture. I think like Minnetonka had like – all these kids signing at one table. And Moorhead, I know, had a signing. I think it was a track and field kid that signed today with Moorhead. So that's what I saw. I didn't do my in-depth research on that. Happy signing day. Happy signing day. <laughs> happy signing day. All right. Uh, let's move on to another positive thing. Um, Yay. As, and I don't want anybody out there that was signing a letter of intent today to feel like, oh, maybe I shouldn't have signed today. It is your decision, and you should be happy with your decision that you made. You made a decision to go to A college or University B. Stick with it. Congratulations. That's, you should be happy. You've a very small that. percentage of players get to play beyond exactly. high school. Exactly. Think of this. Not everybody has the opportunity where another college says, I will pay for you to come play for me. I am paying for your education to come play for my team. That's, putting, that's like the ultimate validation of your athletic career. Yep. Is that somebody is willing to – Take a chance on you. Yeah. And they're giving something. They're like, hey, you come to me and I'm going to pay you. Well, I can't physically pay you, but I'm going to give you an education, which is a, is a great payment situation. All you have to do is just play a sport that you love. And do your best. Do your best. Follow the regiment. Listen to the coaches. Don't break rules. Simple as that. I think it's easy. So congrats to all the people that are signing the letters of intent today. Uh, I wanted to make sure and give a special congratulations to another player who was our, um, our mitt bump. Uh, player bump. of the game. That's not really the 
best way to phrase it, but I want to give her a mid bump uh, is, oh, my paperwork. Also Bridget like, Emerson from St. Paul United. She's a senior. I want to make sure because sometimes I don't write down the ages, so I want to make sure that she's recognized. <laughs> so uh, Bridget Emerson is a goalie for the St. Paul United. Uh, they played last night. They lost the matchup to Blake. So, obviously, losing Blake, it's a tough one. They did score three, though. But the reason we'll give her a mid-bump is because she had 51 saves in that matchup. So, yep, you can look at the one side of that she gave up nine goals against one of the better teams in the state. But she saved 51. So, not just 20 or 30. She made 51 saves. So, obviously, uh, she was standing in her head as much as she could. And it's tough when you get that much arsonary coming at her. Arse. Arsony? Uh, Arse. Shots. Shots. Yeah, let's just say shots. I shots. She had a lot I of don't shots. have my Webster's Dictionary or no. my, uh, uh, what's the other one? Not a dictionary, but a thesaurus. I don't have my thesaurus out right now. Got it. But anyway, that still shows to be 85% save percentage. So on, on 61, on, on 60, 60 shots, shots too. That's still pretty good. So, uh, so kudos and mid bump to you. Uh, Bridges for having a great game. All right. This is Peter's favorite part of the program. Yes. This is the three questions episode where we dive into topics which have sometimes things to do with hockey and sometimes nothing to do with hockey. We just want to know Peter just a little bit better or his thoughts. I've right. had two coffees and a Diet Coke. I'm ready for this. Okay, perfect. No Red Bull, so these are not tainted answers whatsoever. <laughs> All right, first question, Peter. Is there a player that you are dying to see? That I'm absolutely dying to see. Dying to see. There is. Her name is Maddie Skelton. She plays for North Wright County. I've never seen her play before. And I hear she's dynamite. Committed to the University of Vermont. I don't know if she signed today. So maybe she's still just verbally committed she, well, she's to verbally Vermont. Committed. She still has a verbally word in front of her. But I would say Maddie Skelton would be a player that I am dying to see. If I was answering myself that question, I would be looking for... Uh, Hannah Corneliuson. I'd like to see her in person. You never see. Yeah, you have. At well, the state I, tournament. She was. Well, yeah, a million feet two, away. Two, three tiers away. <laughs> I want to be on the glass and watching her up close in person. All right, Fair second enough. question. Um, we got a little bit of snow today, which is a little crazy because we've had a couple little pieces of it's snow depressing. in November. Don't get depressed. It's just white stuff. Too late. Can you rekindle a snow memory from your childhood? A snow memory from my childhood. That's edible for a podcast. Um, we're still P13. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, in high school, my friends and I were super losers. So what we did for fun was go to the Cub Foods. And, you know, they would. it was a huge parking lot, so they would make these monstrous snow mountains in the back of the oh, parking lot. Yes. And like a bunch of goobers, we would just kind of run around on the snow mountains until a mall security attendant would tell us to get down. And then we would go home and drink hot cocoa and eat s'mores with our parents. Oh, sweet. Yeah. It was very, very hallmarky high very, school yes. career for me. It was. I love it. All right. Question number three, then you are the writer, and I know you're kind of a pen snob. What is your favorite pen to use? Snob is an understatement. Yep. I know. I have three. I have three favorites. One is the Pilot G205, just the clicker, no cap. Mm. Um, those are my go-tos, my rider dies. I like the Precise V5s for when I'm taking a bunch of notes because they come in a bunch of fun colors, red, green, blue, purple, and black, which makes it easy to organize notes. And then the ones that I've been hooked on lately are the Uniball Vision Elites, and it's because I saw Bryant Gumball using it on an episode of HBO's Real Sports. Real Gumball. Bryant Gumball, brother to Greg Gumball. The Gumball brothers are great. The Gumballs. Oh, that's wonderful. Talented individuals. Talented. Talented, talented. All right. Well, 
uh, if I go in there real quick there, so my snow childhood memory would be, wait, am I supposed to ask myself these These are just your questions. What am I asking questions for? I don't know. What was your favorite snow memory of childhood? Uh, was it riding the stagecoach to school? No. Through the snow? No, it wasn't. We rode bareback. Oh. We couldn't afford a stagecoach. Wow. So this was 1830 instead yeah, of 1850? Yeah, I was a kid. They never, you never got school canceled. Did you and Abraham ever. Lincoln walk to school together? Ever? Nope. Nope. Me and Teddy Roosevelt. <laughs> That's even worse. Yeah. No, Teddy was in the, the 19s, the 1900s. Come on. Eh. He was. Anyway. Still um, I guess one of my favorite memories was just with my kids getting older, and now that they're older in high school, but just the memory of when... They were younger children, and they would make snowmen, and then we'd dress them up with hockey equipment. So you see these hockey snow people out in our front yard. So very cool. And my favorite pens, I don't really have any favorite pens because you see a pen that you like, and it could be a twist. I do like the the push buttons because it's quick access right away. And sometimes you get a certain feel, but as long as you get a pen that works, it's better than just the cheapos. And I am finding at tournaments, hotel pens are the best. I hate hotel pens Cheap hotel pens because guess what? If I lose it, I don't care. I give them to the box all the time because if I lose a hotel pen, I'll get another one. Yeah, but if I lose my pens, you can just put it on the shopping list for Sharon, and but Sharon can your pick up a box of pens. don't work in the penalty box. Or That's sport. a lie. They don't go all the way through the carbons. That's a lie. And trust me, hotel pens are the best thing in the box. All right, well, speaking of the box, <laughs> I'm going to close this box up on another episode of Her Ice because we're getting close on time, and nobody else wants to hear about our writing utensil memories. If you made it this far, congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. To Peter for his knowledgeable insight. Tireless, tireless research and as in-depth analyst. And this is Todd Hulk. Try to be the master mixer here. And thank you for listening to Her Ice because it's not his ice. Yeah, get out of here, boys. Take care of yourself and each other. We'll talk to you next time. Used to keep it cool. Used to be a fool. All about the bouncing master. Watch it on the news. What you gonna do? I could hit refresh and forget. Used to keep it cool.